Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Written's podcast. This week is a solo episode. I have not done one of these in quite a while. Um, I actually can't remember. The, the last one I did was probably about three months ago. The reason why I kind of thought about doing a solo episode uh, for once was a few questions came in via Q&A. Um, and I wanted to, uh, one of the questions was kind of what are the biggest mistakes that you see or that you have made when trying to lose weight and it kind of resonated with me kind of looking back at stuff that I've done and what I've heard people people kind of what they have done back in, the, in their own weight loss journeys and stuff like that and some of the some of the things I've heard are quite scary and I know myself I've tried silly things as well when I was trying to lose weight, uh, especially more recently when I was doing the cut for the photo shoot. So this episode, as I said, is going to be a solo episode. I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to edit it at all. I, I could go off on tangents. I have a few notes written in front of me on a piece of paper, and I'm going to see how it goes. I know I recorded a previous solo episode a couple of days ago, and. I kind of thought this one would be kind of more benefit to you guys and more relevant. It was quite, the other one was quite mindset-y. I may release at a later date, but for now, I think this one's a little bit more relevant, particularly now that we're kind of in the middle of the summer and a lot of people are trying to lose weight and getting ready for for summer holidays. And so kind of, I've kind of got about maybe 10 points and I could, I could pick up one or two more points in my head. And these are kind of the main points that I've, I've seen. So I know I haven't kind of done a solo episode in a while. The main reason for that is I've been very, very lucky with who I've had on. Uh, and I've been very lucky that the podcast has kind of taken a next level up or next four levels up, should I say. It's gone a little bit crazy. Very, very flattered. I just want to say thank you to everyone that has listened, that does listen, and the amount of messages and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's very, very heartwarming that I know that you guys are listening. And it's a little bit scary that I know people are listening to me. Um, and I'm very lucky that people are, are sharing it, people are take. So hopefully, if it, like the whole point of the podcast when I started out was to, if, it, if it impacts on one person, then, then, then it's working. It's my aim as a PT and an online coach is to help as many people as possible. And that's why I've started doing the online coaching. It's not necessarily as kind of getting an extra revenue stream in or anything like that. I really just, because there's so much bullshit out in the industry at the minute. And there are so many of these kind of tea diet slimming world, all this kind of shite that I want to try and get rid of and get the people away from that mindset and kind of promote a more healthy, balanced lifestyle and try and not go for the quick, easy approach. And like dieting, dieting can be hard, but it doesn't have to be like impossible. It, it just involves kind of like going, how do I say this? It kind of involves going, um and making decisions for you and kind of making sure that you're the most important thing in it so like as i said i'm gonna put, i'm gonna mention the online coaching to you guys Um, the summer is kind of upon us so i've had i've coached face to face and i'm very lucky that i'm fully booked with with face to face in the in the gym and i i adore my my clients there as well and i adore my online clients with the online coaching the more details are up on www.shanewalshfitness.com there's also transformations up on my instagram at shane walsh fitness and there you can apply for online coaching via the the, the website www.shanewalshfitness.com and there's six week options 12 week options but i i prefer to kind of promote the 12 week option because i think in hindsight 
the 12 week option normally takes about like four weeks for you to see a difference eight weeks for someone else to see a difference in your body shape and your body composition and 12 weeks for the transformation to be so called complete and i think that some so many people just want quick wins when i, I don't really promote that as much as i as as I want to, I try to make healthy habits, healthy changes, uh, and the 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 online coaching is done via weekly check ins every Friday, and I send you over a tailored program via Google Drive, and via Google Drive, then you edit that and and uh, enter in your details, the whether it's a home workout or a workout in the gym, completely tailored to you, depending on your lifestyle, depending on your time, if whether you have kids or anything like that, and then there's also that I, I every week after you've done your check-in I send you over a personalized YouTube video which allows me to explain and understand where your head's at whether you're kind of on a certain side of your cycle whether you're kind of because uh, the cycle impacts so much of where you're at your hunger hormones your energy levels whether your intensity of your training is going up or down so it's important for like it's quite a detailed sheet I'm not trying to put you off with the detail sheet, but the more information you guys provide me with, the more information uh, I can provide you with with you guys. So that's enough of me promoting the the online coaching. So uh, if you're interested, www.shamewatchfitness.com. So that's the the last time I'm going to mention that. So back to the kind of the podcast in hand. So as I said, I have no idea how this is going to go. I'm just going to press record and see how it goes. So it's kind of the biggest mistakes that we've all made when we're trying to lose weight. So number one is starting out too fast. Um, I know this one I have definitely done. I know when I was kind of starting out, kind of maybe lifting weights when I was like 15 or 16, I was kind of expecting to look like The Rock, um, which was not going to happen. That man needs a serious amount of food. And I now know that calories in, calories out. Uh, it definitely has an impact. But a lot of people kind of, I know when I do my initial consultations via online and face to face, is do, do I ask them do people want immediate results or they do want results that are going to kind of set them up for life and be able to have a more balanced lifestyle, and a lot of people and then one of the other questions I ask them is how many days a week are you looking to train and. One of the things is if someone comes to me and says they're looking to train five or six days a week and they they haven't done, they're kind of going from couch to 5k per se and they haven't lifted a weight or they haven't done any sort of exercise in years, well then I'm going to be like, this isn't going to, this isn't going to go, this isn't going to be a runner because ultimately if you set yourself up for kind of five to six days you're going to say to yourself i'm going to train five or six days and you miss one day you're going to be like oh one day, i've missed one day so i might as well miss two days and then it goes into that vicious circle and you fall back into old bad routines and not going to the gym at all or not walking or not exercising at all which ultimately is not what you want and it's just a negative connotation set into your head straight away so the, the, my advice for people who are in that mindset would be to start off with two or three days so you for two days you could book in with a PT. Um, you could book in with you could book in with a coach and kind of get a program from them for two or three days. So I recommend full body program. So with the full body program, you're hitting all the muscles. You're hitting shoulders, arms, stomach, legs, hamstrings, 
that's what I mean by full body. And even if you aren't uh, ready for mentally for kind of getting into kind of weights yet, we'll then kind of book in classes. And I know with the gym that I work in at the minute that we we provide classes and I would kind of go to two or three classes a week and try to go to the higher intensity ones with a little bit of weights. And this will push you, this will feel, feel a sense of achievement. Doesn't matter if it's the morning, doesn't matter if it's the evening, doesn't matter if it's lunchtime, just try to get it done when your routine allows you to do it. So the, the, the big thing there is don't set yourself out for seven days or six days a week. Try to start off nice and slow with kind of two or three days. The next thing is probably one of the biggest things that I see is kind of focusing on the scale weight. A lot, a lot of people do this. And I know it's a mindset that a lot of people struggle to to kind of get away from. And it's not the easiest thing to get away from. But what I would say to people is I, if you are starting out on your journey, I would weigh yourself because you need to know your starting point. And it's an easy way for you to kind of calculate your calories then. But what I would say after that is take a photo of yourself. Take it preferably in the way yourself, preferably in the morning, after, uh, before food and after going to the bathroom as you'll be at your lightest and your leanest because all the water that you've drank the day before would have kind of come out of you and you would have sweated out during your sleep. Then I would take a photo. Do not tense in the photo. Set a more accurate, um, accurate kind of self-portrait of yourself take a photo take one from the front take one from the two sides and if you can take one from the back if you are unable to take the photo get someone else to take the photo like a partner or one of your parents or, or whoever it may be or a housemate or something like that or else set it up on on a timer on your phone as well if you're kind of a little bit too uh, self-conscious which which is understandable so the important of kind of staying away from the scales the scales doesn't take into account kind of muscles being built uh it also if you eat a little bit more carbs the night before they're going to still be in your system if you haven't slept properly or a stress like stress cannot be measured i can't go up to someone with a ruler and say oh you've got three centimeters of stress i can't they can't do that but it does have an impact on how much water that you may carry uh in your body particularly for females females tend to carry a little bit more water and uh just just to just due to the way the, the way their body makeup is so the way to get away from it is to focus on kind of transformation photos um and concentrate on take a photo kind of every two weeks or four weeks uh because it generally takes ultimately kind of like 12 weeks for a so-called transformation to be made and you'll see um you'll see little changes in your in your body composition, whether it's your shoulders are leaning out, your stomach is kind of going down, you're kind of not as bloated, and kind of work off that um, while kind of working on your while on your food and on your sleep, uh, and and go via that. I know it's a difficult difficult to mindset to to get away from. If you are one of those people that the weighing scales upsets, that you kind of affects your mood, it affects your your kind of behaviors and your attitudes and kind of your relationships with other people and you kind of get a little bit ratty um what i would say is try to stay away from it i would if it's having that much of an impact on your mood and your behavior then i would kind of stay away from it if you're one of those other people that kind of is okay with the scales but kind of still gets a little bit annoyed then i would kind of recommend kind of jumping on the scales every few days 
maybe twice a week to see what's highs and lows your weight will fluctuate depending on what you've eaten the night before so do take that into account and it just kind of allows you to see uh, a little bit of progress but the most important thing is i would kind of say focus on the photos rather than anything else then the next one that's kind of kind of a pet peeve i got asked a question face to face with a client earlier about skinny tees and slimming worlds and all that kind of stuff a lot of my female clients in particular have come from a background of slimming world slimming world i may get in trouble with this but i'm kind of going to give my honest opinion on slimming world slimming world is it has success stories there's no doubt about that but for the majority of people it has had people put the weight back on it also doesn't promote a healthy balanced lifestyle in the fact that it doesn't promote exercise it also promotes a negative connotation in your mind that it's kind of like the sins and it also doesn't promote calories v calories in versus calories out, which is the most important thing when it comes to weight loss or weight gain. So what I would say about kind of going for the fad diets like skinny tea detoxes, which a lot of the celebrities, not all celebrities, but some celebrities are doing from like the likes of Geordie Shore and stuff are doing, is don't go for those. Put the effort in, go to the gym, stay away from the from those things and kind of look at the longer picture, look at your actual health. Because more than likely, if you are kind of on, the, if you think that those things are going to work, you're setting yourself up for a fall, you're going to rebound harder, you are going to get a little bit more pissed off and you could end up putting on a little bit more weight and you could be feeling a little bit worse about yourself. And nobody wants that. We want to focus on getting things changed. We want to th- focus on getting you feeling better about yourself whether you're looking to lose doesn't matter if you're looking to lose like eight stone it doesn't matter if you're looking to lose two or three kilos just to kind of get into a bikini for the summer or get into a suit or a wedding dress or whatever it may be so try to stay away from the 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 fad diets and i know the keto diet is seems to be one of the big things at the minute and that is what i would say about if you're choosing any diet is can you see yourself sticking to that or sticking to that sort of lifestyle long term keto is a high fat diet medium protein and a low carb diet carbs in my fuel me quite well uh, compared to other people that fat fuels them for me carbs are i struggle a lot with without carbs they are the energy they are this the macro that give you the provides you with the energy and i feel very lethargic if i don't eat enough carbs uh, and I know with the keto, the basic premise of it is that it's very limited carbs. And if you can adhere to it, then go go for it. But ultimately, if you know long term that you cannot adopt a keto or go fall into ketosis, then I would say stay away from keto and kind of concentrate on more of a kind of getting your high protein in. Uh, and that's from various sources like meat or you're getting it from fish or if you get it from broccoli which is a great one from your vegetables as well and you can also use whey protein which is a food as well and it's not that expensive the difference between the various different quality of the proteins there isn't like this between like say my protein or SciTech or anything like that there isn't much of a difference between the quality of the two it's literally the price and that will be it um so with regarding kind of going for fad diets i would try to stay away from them we've all tried them and then also kind of like fat burners are one of the things i put my hands up straight away i tried fat burners 
uh, I had the pills from my protein or protein world or whatever it may be. I had them and I thought that I was going to be kind of shredded uh, really, really quickly. And it was, I was setting myself up for a fall mentally. I was kind of like, why the hell isn't this working? I didn't look at the calories in, calories out. And that's actually not too long ago. That's probably, probably about 2015. I say when I did that and I hold my hands up, it was one of those mistakes that I've made. And I know other people have made regarding the fat burners. So just stay away from those, those fad diets and kind of concentrate on kind of, a more balanced lifestyle with kind of a mixture of exercise and and decent food choices and less processed food. The other thing that I would say is number four would be not tracking in any way. I'm not necessarily saying that you need to track every single day with my fitness pal. But what I would say is it doesn't harm when you're first starting out on your journey is to track one or two days at the beginning. It allows you to understand how many calories are in each food. It also allows you to understand the the the, uh, the macro content or the protein content in certain foods as well. Um, it like you don't need to track for the rest of your life, but it's no harm in kind of going back to to, to us. Um, I've tracked previously. I'm not tracking at the minute. I generally can look at, at some food and kind of generally kind of guesstimate what I what kind of food I'm on. But for general Joe blogs or Mary down the road, a lot of people tend to kind of underestimate their calories by kind of twenty or thirty percent. And also you also have to be aware that the kind of the food labels that you see on the backs of packets and stuff like that have about an error of about 20% as well. So you may think you're eating, say, 1800 calories a day when you could be eating a little bit more. And then you're kind of like, why isn't scale budging? So it's kind of like if there's there's, there's kind of three different levels of tracking, you can use my fitness pad if you want and work alongside a coach or a trainer and then they'll set the calories for you. Whereas you can go on to any calorie calculator on Google and they'll calculate the calories for you and work off that. Um, then there's the other way you could write down a food diary, which is kind of writing it down in black and white and kind of saying, I'm eating X, Y, and Z. And this allows you to see, oh, I, I've eaten chocolate nearly every day this week. Maybe I should kind of reduce that. Then the also the other way, if you're working alongside a coach, which is the technique I try to promote a lot is after they've kind of tracked for a few days, is kind of sending photos of their food. This allows me to see how big their portion sizes are, making sure there's enough veg and protein on their plate to keep them full. Protein is great for keeping you full, help holding on to any new muscle that you are gaining and helps you with repairing the new muscles that you are kind of working on as well. So they're kind of like, I would kind of recommend kind of tracking in some sort of way at the beginning. And then once you kind of get your head around how many calories are in each kind of food that you're, you're having, well, then I would kind of, I would kind of step away from that. If you have had an eating disorder in any way, this may be a different story. I would kind of check in with your dietitian uh, to see how you, to go about that. It's not a one. It's not a one kind of cap that fits all. It's a kind of a. It's called personal training. It's called a personalized approach. Uh, not everyone uh, fits the bill of being able to track and some people can be OCD about it and some people track continuously and all credit to them for doing that and other people hate tracking as they've seen it monotonous and stuff like that but one most important thing with my fitness pal is to try and avoid the number that they give you or the total calories that they provide you with that isn't personalized that's just a random number or a number that they have picked so work try to go onto a calculator on google and, and, and work off that um then we kind of one of the biggest ones 
Or another big one that we've got is not enough sleep. So I'm just going to take a quick drink of water. So not getting enough sleep is a big thing. Every kind of, as an adult, I would say that we need probably about six to seven hours from 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 research and from evidence. We need on average about six to seven hours as an adult in order to get sleep. And I know the time this podcast is going out, Love Island is on. And that kind of finishes up at 10 o'clock. And then you're probably going to go, some of us could go up to bed. We're kind of looking at our phones or our laptops. And the light from the phones or the screens or whatever are having an impact on our sleep and our circadian rhythms and without even realizing it. So you may feel a struggle in trying to get to sleep. Or you may feel that you you may think you're asleep, but you're not getting quality sleep. And then you're back up at like half six, seven o'clock in the morning. And you are feeling really, really lethargic and feeling really, really tired. You're kind of like, why the hell is this happening? So the impact that sleep has is, so there's two hormones that we have. We've got a leptin hormone, which is kind of our fullness hormone. So this gets activated when we are full. And it's kind of like uh, when we're full, it kind of like, okay, we're going to stop eating. Some people may have an issue with their kind of leptin hormone and may have an issue with kind of the fullness hormone and not know when to kind of stop eating. Then there's also the ghrelin hormone, which is the appetite hormone. So when we are a little bit more tired and when our ghrelin hormone is going into overdrive, we tend to eat a little bit more because our body's tired and it's looking for food to kind of keep us going. So it does have an impact on, that's how it impacts on our actual appetite. Um, so what I'd recommend is reading a book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. He also did a really good podcast episode with Joe Rogan, and it's worthwhile listening to it. it the, the book has definitely changed how I coach clients and how to understand the psychological aspect of how much sleep actually impacts so much of our lives without us even realizing it. It impacts our, impacts our moods, behaviors, our, our, our work life, our social life love life everything so it's it's definitely worth a read and it's not too expensive so i'd kind of go on to amazon book depository or i'll go on to audible if you're kind of more of a person that likes to um uh likes to uh listen to audiobooks the other thing that kind of has an impact on your sleep is caffeine so caffeine is unless you so what i recommend is it takes probably about five to seven hours for the majority of the coffee to come out of your system and there'll still probably be like 25 percent. so say if you had a coffee at like 2 p.m and by 7 p.m and or yeah by six five five to seven hours later um the coffee's 25 percent of that caffeine will still be in your system and you may have had a coffee at like eight o'clock that night and you're kind of wondering why you're not sleeping it's due to the caffeine so what i would say is kind of aim to have your last coffee at like two o'clock or try to kind of have it before lunch uh, and just making sure that you're kind of hydrated uh, and going from there so having two or three liters of water is kind of a, a big thing as well so the most important thing we're kind of getting enough sleep kind of aim to six to seven hours kind of reduce the caffeine intake and try and stay away from like looking at your phone or looking at a laptop before you go to bed or else you can get these um light blocking glasses you may see a few people with them like larry doyle and stuff who's been on the podcast and they're orange they're kind of funky looking and then they can block out the lights that are coming through the phone and i know brian ohankas has talked about it as well so another thing that 
we kind of take into uh, another mistake, which I've kind of like, this wasn't a mistake that I was aware of at the time, but after doing a lot of research on it and, and studying MNU or MAC nutrition is kind of not eating enough fiber. Fiber is really, really important. It kind of helps, it, it helps you to kind of regulate your blood sugar, but also helps you keep you regular. So what I would aim for on the fiber side, you can get fiber from vegetables, you get fiber from porridge, and, and and grains and stuff like that. And what I would say is to kind of aim between kind of anything above 25 grams of fiber a day. This will allow you to clear out anything that the body doesn't want. Also make you feel lighter, keep you regular and feel you'll feel a lot better uh, from kind of eating enough fiber. There is such thing as eating too much fiber. It could give you constipation. So it's kind of a fine balance and seeing what works for you. So concentrate on your fiber. That was kind of one of the mistakes that like with with kind of looking back with kind of the, the research that I've done so far, it's kind of one of those not necessarily I did not know this about four or five years ago. Uh I've only I, I just from the research that I've conducted so far. Then number uh number six is having a support group. I've kind of I may have mentioned this a few times up on my Instagram through kind of on the Q&As that I do on the Wednesdays or from the posts that I put out, kind of the importance of having a social group. When you are losing weight, it's kind of key to have some sort of inner circle. And there will be always two or three people that you kind of go to for advice or kind of you can rely on. Uh, it may be your parents, it may be your brother, it may be your sister, it may be your, could be your best mate. That they are the people that you can ring up or pop a message to and ask for advice generally. And they'll know what to say to you or else they'll give you a no BS approach uh an answer that will kind of you'll be like oh, you need to hear a refreshing answer so it's important to have some sort of support group because generally if you are thinking that when you are on going on a diet that you can't have a social life this is one of the, this is another thing that kind of happens is that if you are kind of going out with friends and they may not understand that you're kind of on a weight loss journey they will be kind of like they'll, they'll almost try to self they may try and self-sabotage you or try to sabotage you a little bit and kind of say i go on have the cake have the wine have the full bottle of wine or whatever it may be and it's important for you to kind of maybe tell one or two of those people uh so they can understand the kind of the real reason why and kind of just having those people to kind of back you up i'm not saying that they're going to stand up and start fights i'm just kind of saying that they'll understand why so it's it's kind of important to kind of have that group uh that per one or two people that you're kind of very friendly with there will be highs and lows along a weight loss journey or a kind of a, a gaining phase as well where when you're kind of going on a diet or going on some sort of cut there'll be days when your mood is really low you haven't slept properly you haven't got enough kind of fiber you haven't got enough uh sugar in your system you haven't got enough sleep and you're just generally ratty and in shit form and what i would say on that is uh just have that person beside you there will be highs and lows and it's just gonna you have to get on with it i know when i did my photo shoot in november and i know i've spoken about this a good bit i was in shit form i didn't have enough carbs i was in shit form i was working all hours under the sun running myself into the ground didn't give myself enough time and i felt like shite and it's probably taken me about five or six months to kind of fully recover from that that's nothing to do with the, the coach that I hired for that he was great um it was to do with i thought i was further along the process and i needed to do a, sort, of, sort of some sort of crash diet the reason why i did it was that I to show you guys to some of my clients should i say that crash diets don't work 
number one. Number two, to get a few photos. And number three, I learned to learn something out of it, to learn myself that I can push myself that far. But I know now that I probably wouldn't do it again. Um, I may do a shoot, but it won't be with my top off with the fake tan and the so-called abs, which I thought I wanted. And I definitely do not want that. Uh, I'm happier how I'm looking now, a little bit more fuller, may have a little bit of excess body fat. But I know that if I was to go on some sort of diet for the summer, um, I know that I what I need to do and kind of give myself a, a, enough time. And that leads into my next one which is not giving yourself enough time. So many people, it kind of links in with kind of going for quick wins and fad diets. So many of us kind of want to be like two stone down overnight, but we need to realize that it's taken us, could have taken us maybe 10 years to put on all that body weight. And we need to realize that it's going to take a little bit longer than you think in order to to lose that weight and to shift that weight. And we, you need to address certain habits and behaviors first and ask yourself, why are you kind of going for the pizza? Why are you kind of going for the packet of crisps when you're just bored of eating at home? You need to ask yourself that kind of question uh, before you kind of, kind of, kind of look at the, 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 the big bigger picture of kind of, I need to lose four stone to be happy. And that's not, that's not a good mindset to have either. Um, not giving yourself enough time. I gave myself 10 weeks. I thought I was further along than I was. I look at the photos now, it's kind of shocking that I, uh, the, the transformation I had in 10 weeks, but not giving yourself enough time. So as I've alluded to kind of a number of times on the episode so far is that generally takes about 12 weeks for a transformation. And I would kind of recommend kind of a diet should be probably about 12, 12 to 14 weeks um like a diet isn't for life it's a diet is is implies short term uh and then it's kind of more having a kind of healthy balance healthy lifestyle exercise routine um going out for walks and getting a bit of vitamin d which is kind of sunlight and kind of going with that but giving yourself enough time is is a thing so i know i've had a few people come to me who are kind of getting wedding ready and they've given themselves like seven weeks to get ready and we've i've tried to not give them some sort of crash diet but if we need to kind of i try not to do crash diets as much as possible i help them as much as i can some of them lost like half a stone some lost a stone um but i i try to kind of make sure that it's not that approach as much as possible and a lot of people can get fed up after a few weeks and kind of like oh why the hell am i starting am i doing this but it's important to remember your reason why is it a dress that's coming up or you've got a holiday coming up you've got a wedding coming up and remains remember your reason why are you looking to play with your kids get a little bit more energy uh, and generally just feel better about yourself feel sexy feel sexy for your partner kind of feel like feel like if you're going out and you're looking for a partner or you're looking to kind of pull on a night out you're looking to feel a little bit more attractive so it's important to ask yourself why am i doing this and then kind of dig a little deeper keep asking why 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 is it kind of ultimate most for most people it's just to feel good about themselves and to kind of get a partner and kind of have a have a little bit of fun uh that side of things so the importance of kind of giving yourself enough time is a is a big thing so a lot of people so i've got two more points um i know we're kind of a little bit over 30 minutes already and one of the things that kind of comes in a lot is kind of people overcomplicating the process so losing weight is calories in be calories out if you eat less calories than your body needs 
you will lose weight. If you eat more, you will gain weight. It's 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 simple enough like that. If you eat a little bit more protein, you will feel fuller. You will hold on to any muscle that you do gain, and it will help you to repair and to grow the muscle that you do gain as well. So a lot of people kind of when I kind of sit down with them, it's like, oh, they start talking to me about carbs and fats and stuff like that. And the macros, if someone has never tracked calories in their life, which is for the majority of people, which is true, um, I would try and stay away from tracking macros. I would aim to concentrate on tracking calories at the beginning and then kind of looking at your protein. I wouldn't necessarily look at your carbs and fats. There's no need for those unless you are some sort of athlete or some sort of competitor then you may need to look at them. But for most part, you don't need to kind of worry about your carbs. Any reduction in carbs. So say if you have one gram of carbs in your in your food, three grams of water will, will hold on to that. So think of carbs like a sponge. So if you reduce your carbs in any way at the beginning of a fitness journey or a weight loss journey, you should have uh, dropped a little bit of weight because the water has come out of your body and you should have, have have had a quick win and that's what you want but a lot of people kind of come to me and they kind of ask a lot of questions about kind of insulin resistance uh intermittent fasting ketosis um kind of salt and then kind of other questions about muscle protein synthesis and you're kind of like you do not need to know this this is just like that's just a fact-finding mission for you but the most important that thing that we need to concentrate on you're kind of changing little habits and behaviors and this is what i work with my online and face-to-face clients with so much is trying to work on those little things uh alongside kind of being in a calorie deficit i try not to i try to give my cal- my clients a break on tracking calories and because it can be tiring it can be a pain in the hole I'm not going to lie, I hold my hands up to that. But if someone's feeling really tired and is not feeling happy or not feeling good or just kind of like mentally is drained, well, then they they, they need a break from tracking. Like, we're not, we're, we're a creature. Like, we're, my fitness pal wasn't around like 15 years ago and there's still people who are jacked. Um, so it's important to realize that as well. I know Larry Doyle kind of sp- spoke about that on the episode, one of the episodes, he, the episode he was on, about kind of it not being around th- those many years ago and people still managed to get jacked. So it's just we seem to have being kind of a a, a, a kind of a generation now that everything's on our fingertips. We can transfer money straight away. We can we can kind of find a date on Tinder or on any of the apps. We can go into social media and kind of have go into a different world and live our lives vicariously through other people's lives, which is not a good thing either. So there's no point in kind of, geez, that's an awful tangent. Uh, so like, oh, oh, we're complicating the process. If you do that, if you kind of aim to kind of almost change a little behavior, kind of one a week and kind of nail that, well, then I would kind of, I think you should be okay. And kind of remembering the calories in, free calories out. So any calcula- any cal- calorie calculator that's out there on Google, there's not much of a discrepancy between any of them. It just kind of gives you a rough number and you can kind of aim for that. So what I would say about, I, would, I normally give my calorie, my clients kind of a three to 500 calorie deficit and kind of give them a range rather than being so strange that you must hit like 1700 calories. Um, and for a lot of people, when they kind of, particularly females this is not a sweeping statement this is just from experience that they say they're on a 1200 calorie diet and they're not losing any weight 
that I would say that is absolute bullshit and they're not eating 1200 calories. Oh, I'm eating really, really well and I am... I'm eating really healthy. I'm kind of like, you're still eating too much food. Like vegetables still count as calories. They don't, it do, calories doesn't count uh, just for kind of meat and chocolate and stuff like that. It counts as vegetables as well. So it's important to kind of understand that. Then the last point that I have before I kind of finish up, uh, unless something else comes into my head, is kind of concentrating on cardio over weights. I see this a lot um, with when people are, kind of on their fitness journey they think that the cardio is kind of the be all and end all i would say a happy mix between kind of doing weight training and cardio will benefit you more than just going for cardio um and cardio could be stairmaster which is a great one um it's really good for kind of strengthening up the legs and getting the cardiovascular and getting your heart going and then weights two or three times a week concerning kind of getting big and strong weights are very important for females in particular females are a little bit more prone to osteoporosis or brittle bone syndrome and it's important to kind of strengthen that up and kind of for when you're a little bit older particularly as as females are going to childbear it's important for them to kind of be able to strengthen up and have some sort of muscle being able to kind of understand their bodies a little bit more um so concentrating on cardio over weights would be kind of one of those pet peeves that i see a lot and you definitely notice a lot of girls in particular have this whole thing in their head this is not a sweeping statement this is just what's been said to me in that i don't want to get bulky uh girls don't have enough testosterone testosterone is the male hormone they do not have enough they do not have enough testosterone in their body to get absolutely jacked the girls that uh tend to be jacked um some of them, uh, kind of some girls that compete and stuff like that would be on testosterone injections and they boosting up their testosterone in order for their muscles to kind of pop out. I'm not saying all of them, I'm just saying some of them, there are some out there. Um, but for, for the most part, you're kind of like you're saying when you look to tone and that's kind of one of those buzzwords at the minute, toning is ultimately you're going to have to build a little bit of muscle in order to kind of get a little bit kind of leaner and kind of get that kind of nice look in the arms and the sculpted arms and the back and stuff like that so it's important to kind of have a mixture of kind of kind of and that kind of leads in with kind of the starting out too fast a number one point that i had of kind of aiming for kind of two or three days of weights and if you're doing if you're kind of the example of a couple of splits would be for say a three-day split would be kind of full body and for a four-day split, it would be upper lower rest, upper lower. Um, and then for potentially a five-day split would be push, pull legs, push, pull. Uh, we kind of rest day in the middle if if needs be. And they'd be kind of rough examples that would be out there for people that are looking to kind of pick splits. If you wanted to have a like a coach would generally know which split would be working for you, but I would say if you're working with a coach, kind of start off nice and light. And if they're kind of pushing you and kind of you must train five days a week, I would say look at somewhere else. I would kind of say two or three days is more than enough for people who are look who are busy lifestyles and stuff like that, and have kids. Um, and if their body, if they're just like kind of looking to get a little bit healthier and lose a little bit of weight. And then if you wanted to train four or five times a week, that's kind of generally if you're kind of looking for a particular body shape and looking to build a lot of muscle. Uh, I only train four days a week. Um, I 
don't feel I need to, or my body only wants to train four days a week. I push myself quite hard on those four days and I've definitely upped my intensity in the last little while on that, particularly on the leg days and stuff. Uh, but it's important to listen to your body on that as well. If you feel that you are kind of getting tired after kind of like three or four weeks of kind of, especially at the beginning, you're kind of going to be pushing yourself a little bit more each week on lifting the weights. And you're kind of coming to four, week four or five and you're kind of like, why aren't the weights lifting anymore? Or the kind of the, the weights going up anymore? The actual weights, not the your physical body weight, I mean. Well, then I would um, kind of take a deload week. What I mean by a deload week is kind of, kind of reducing the weights a little bit for a week and then kind of attacking it uh, again the following week. And you'll find that you to, you, it's better for you to go backwards to go forwards. So the main points that have kind of, I hope those points have helped you. So the main points that we've got are starting out too fast, uh, focusing on scale weight, going for fad diets and quick wins. So these are some mistakes to kind of avoid. So starting out too fast, focusing on scale weight, going for fad diets and quick wins, not tracking in any way. Uh, the importance of having a, not having a support, a support group, uh, not getting enough sleep not getting enough fiber, not giving yourself enough time in order to lose the weight, overcomplicating the whole process of losing weight. And the last one is concentrating on cardio overweights. I hope this hope this has helped you guys. I hope it hasn't been too complicated. I hope I haven't gone off on too many tangents. I'm not going to listen back to this. I am going to put this out. I'm going to upload this straight away. And if you guys have any questions or want to have a chat about online coaching, www.chainwatchfitness.com or pop me a message at chainwatchfitness on Instagram. We can have a chat. If you have enjoyed this in any way, please do like and share. Share it with your friends. If this helps one person, it's it's been worth my while me having a talk for the last like 41, 42 minutes. But as always, guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk.